Welcome to Game Time Adjustments. I'm your co-host, James Harrelson. We're here to help you win all throughout life. It is said that a leader is one that knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. But what happens when the unexpected reality of a pandemic strikes? How does one best navigate that uncharted territory? In moments of the unknown, people want and need leaders to lead. In moments of great unknown, they desperately crave for a sense of hope, seeking a glimmer of light to break through heavy darkness. And for the leader, leading through difficult times of the unknown, though daunting, is part of the job description. In this episode of Game Time Adjustments, Mayor Chuck Bennett shows how these refining moments mixed with challenges and opportunities can in fact serve as a leader's finest hour. We'll show you how effective leaders are solution-focused rather than problem-focused as they choose to humbly lead one step at a time and seek to be a service and in turn illuminate a path for others to courageously follow. Let's now join our host Bill Pugh as he talks with Mayor Chuck Bennett in this episode of Game Time Adjustments. Thanks for joining us. Certainly. Uh, I'm Chuck Bennett. I'm mayor of the city of Salem, second largest city in Oregon. Um, I'm originally from the Spokane Valley uh, up in eastern Washington. Uh, graduated from high school up there and then came down here in the mid-60s to go to college at Willamette University. Graduated from there in English literature and uh, uh, worked as a uh, newspaper reporter and editor here in the Mid-Valley. I edited the Woodburn and Staten newspapers and was a city hall reporter uh, for the old Capital Journal, which was the journal half of the Statesman Journal, our local daily. Um, I was elected to the state legislature, uh, served a couple of years there, uh, came out and went into uh, lobbying, uh, represented uh, uh, a whole range of clients. I had my own uh, contract lobbying business for about 15 years, uh, political consulting and lobbying. Uh, and then I went to work for the Confederation of uh, Oregon School Administrators uh, about 20 years ago, worked for them for almost 20 years uh, as their government affairs director, working mainly at the state and federal level on education funding and policy. Uh, in the meantime, I've served on a whole range of city committees, as well as uh, nine years on the city council and now uh, entering my third term as mayor. With all of your kind of years of uh, public service, most uh, obviously now and recently as the mayor, talk about what you uh, enjoy or kind of what gets you out of bed in the morning in terms of carrying out the duties and responsibilities of, uh, of mayor of our great city. Well, uh, as you know, the being the mayor of Salem's a volunteer uh, project. Uh, but I was elected mayor and served on the city council while working full time for the uh, school administrators association. So I worked all of that in with that, that work. I mean, it was sort of, I was constantly on the move. And what I found with retirement a couple of years ago and being mayor, I really couldn't give up that morning schedule. I like starting early, mm -hmm. uh, doing, uh, 
much of what I do or am asked to do as mayor, a lot of it is uh, public speaking, talking about and explaining uh, programs the city's doing or uh, meeting with uh, constituent or business groups, a lot of that kind of work. Uh, then uh, also meeting with city staff, with the city manager uh, and others here in the community. I'm a member of Rotary. I'm also, uh, because of the city, a member of Rotary. I'm involved with the Chamber of Commerce as a representative for the city. Uh, things like that that take uh, a lot of, I serve on a batch of committees, both at the state and local level. Uh, when our congressional delegation is in town, I meet with each of them. Um, it's a, a pretty ongoing. I'm on a couple of governor's committees around economic recovery involving the COVID virus uh, pandemic. Um, and that has been meeting twice a week. Uh, it's been a little easier because so much stuff is going on on Zoom. I don't have to travel quite as much. Uh, but I find I'm able to fill my mornings. I try very hard to keep my afternoons empty. I am retired. I do like to do other, other activities. I have other obligations and my wife likes to see me now and then and she lets me be mayor as long as I don't try to do 24 hours a day. So uh, that's kind of a lot of what it's like. And then there's a lot of just sort of stop, sit and think about uh, where we're going, what are some of the policies that I'm interested in. Uh, I talk a lot with city staff about uh, constituent concerns that are sent to me. I receive a great deal of email uh, and phone calls from constituents with just a variety, a wide range of concerns or uh, ideas. And I try to figure out how to incorporate solutions or progress from from that front as well plus i just have my own ideas that come up as things progress so um as you kind of summarize um the responsibilities very well what would be one or two kind of opportunities that you see on the horizon like i always look forward to the kind of state of the city address that you um, do such a great job at down at the convention center um, what are some of the maybe one or two opportunities that you see for the city going forward? And then maybe one or two challenges, obviously what you just mentioned, the kind of real time of the COVID uh, issues and all that I'm sure would be one, but talk a little bit about both of those, Chuck. Yeah, the opportunities I think for the city uh, moving forward really focus on uh, the opportunity and I think the obligation right now to kind of look at uh, some of our service delivery systems. We're being challenged, of course, to, uh, to look at how uh, policing works. Uh, and I think that's a challenging both opportunity and, um, and challenging challenge. <laughs> I uh, tend to be an old school I'm 71 years, almost 72 years old. So my vision of a police officer is a very traditional one in their role, but clearly there's some other ways to look at it. And I enjoy working with our police uh, staff to begin thinking about some new and different ways to deal with uh, 
the whole range of issues they deal with, which goes so far beyond what I've thought of all my life as what a police officer does. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll be doing quite a bit on that, how to deal uh, with that. And then I think, uh, I don't, I think the COVID uh, uh, pandemic and the policies that came from the governor's office that have impacted our economy have created both the biggest challenges as well as opportunities. Uh, we have lost one of our major downtown anchors in uh, J.C. Penney's, and that opens up a huge opportunity downtown and a huge challenge. Mm -hmm. We have lost Nordstrom's, but we have these fantastic buildings available and how we're going to reimagine our downtown uh, without two of these major retailers. Uh, and with retailing changing so rapidly, uh, we have got to be ready for the kinds of opportunities I think will come along uh, in, in reimagining and reworking and creating opportunity for new and different kinds of uh, employment, housing, and retailing uh, to occur in our downtown area. Um, and then, of course, the ongoing challenge that all cities, I think, are facing uh, is uh, working with the homeless population and how we're going to manage that. Uh, we have uh, a problem there that uh, I think is both uh, is, is, has real possibilities, but is really fraught with uh, substantial human um, tragedies and, and uh, foibles that we need to somehow figure out how to address. I think we're working on it. I think we've got uh, some good programs we have underway here in Salem. And I think the real challenge is not to stop and not to say, well, we've got this program, that'll solve it all, because right now nothing solves it all. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to continue to work very diligently on, uh, on the issue. I think the challenge there is the pa how, how patient will the public be? And I can tell you, uh, some are willing to continue the work. Others want to know why we can't just tell them to leave town. And trying to explain how America works when people say, just throw them out of town, tell them to go live somewhere else, that America doesn't work that way. That is not how their rights interact with my rights and, uh, or anyone else's rights. So uh, trying to, trying to preach patience is uh, difficult. <laughs> it's not always everyone's cup of tea, but uh, it's going to be, it's the reality. Uh, I mean, you can, you can give all the quick answers you want to, but uh, there's, there's no quick fix here. So I watch my, my colleagues around the country and yes. some of them are wildly dramatic and I think just wrong, you know, and boy, they're proven right. And I, I wonder at times if the drama uh, and the political quick fixes aren't uh, maybe the wrong way to go. Uh, yeah, I, well, I totally agree. And that's why I was saying I totally affirm your like slow, steady, intentional uh, efforts in that regard. 
obviously on the policing side, I'm a huge fan as I know you are of our police chief, Jerry Moore, and think the world of, of him and his 150 officers here in town that do such a fantastic job. And then the way that you've been able to bring some economic growth and vitality to the downtown area. Again, like all of those are huge issues and uh, you know, keep, keep plugging away. We'll be back with today's guest right after this. We appreciate our sponsors, Brennan, Martin, Pugh and Associates, offering next generation consulting services. Also EDR Marketing, providing corporate hospitality and event marketing solutions. Their impact provides resources that bring both purpose and meaning for our listening audience. If you're interested in sponsorship opportunities, please be sure to contact us at GameTimeAdjustments.com. Now back with today's conversation. It's a very real, uh, real challenge and there aren't any quick fixes. So um, let me, uh, let me ask you this question. You know, I know you're, you know, a person that certainly has a faith context uh, personally and and professionally. How do you see that playing itself out in your own life experience, Chuck, as well as your role as the mayor? I think without my faith, I would not be mayor. I mean, I got to be honest with you. Uh, without uh, uh, my commitment to a uh, uh, very strong belief in the uh, individual salvation as well as the individual relationship we have with our our higher power or our God or, or our savior. Uh, I know people have different ways of looking at it, but uh, uh, that is very fundamental to me. Uh, it is why I am doing what I'm doing and where I am. Uh, this, is, this is very fundamental to me. And uh, I don't talk a lot about it, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm fairly private about my, uh, about my faith and my journey. Uh, to where I am. Uh, I will tell you, uh, I was uh, born again in the 1960s. I accepted uh, Jesus as my personal savior then. I continue on that uh, path uh, with with lots of side roads <laughs> and, and lots of periods where I missed, uh, missed tremendous opportunities as a result of being on a side road. But uh, uh, this is a very important part of my life. That's very cool. Yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing that. What what's something that like just from an overall perspective as a person, as a obviously a leader here in the city of Salem, but obviously your shadow goes far beyond that. What what are maybe one or two things that you do on an ongoing or daily basis just to keep you kind of focused and centered and kind of on track personally and professionally? Well, I, I do begin. Uh, I do begin each day with prayer. I uh, quite honestly, I, I stop. Uh, most commonly, I, I use the uh, old Serenity Prayer uh, as my prayer because it 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 reminds me of kind of how what the balance between objectives and success and uh, uh, guidance and wisdom look like 
as you're moving through your days. So I, I tend to like that as a way to kind of center myself. Uh, I get up, you know, my, my basic day is I get up early and I fall asleep uh, reasonably early. And then my wife wakes me up and tells me to go to bed. You know, it's that, <laughs> it's that sort of a day. Uh, but uh, that's, a, that's a real basic ritual for me. Very cool. A um, couple more questions. Uh, at at 72, um, what's maybe one thing you know now that you wish you would have knew, uh, known uh, in your earlier years? Oh, golly. Well, I learned one huge lesson uh, at one point in my life, early in my career here, here in, uh, in this area. Never, ever quit a job without another job right behind it. Don't ever think you can leave your employment and immediately go out and find a job. And I did that once in my life. And I found it, uh, I never have allowed that to happen to me again. I have uh, uh, been, as I said, 20 years with the school administrators, 15 owning my own business. I tend to be extremely stable about mm -hmm. my employment. Uh, and uh, not jumping from job to job or things like that. I, I have found uh, that one experience absolutely traumatized me. I was a, a newspaper reporter at uh, the Capital Journal and uh, I got just fed up with it. I, I just really got tired of it. So I just walked in one day, turned in my notice and and then uh, six months later, I found another job, you know, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> and I was very impetuous. I was in my early 20s. And uh, so I ended up out in state and editing the newspaper after that, uh, back in the in fairly, still fairly early mid 70s, in the mid 70s. But uh, that just struck me at the time. And since then, as let's see, what is the stupidest thing you can do quite simply? Uh, with a wife and daughter and other things going on uh, is is not to not to impetuously quit your job. <laughs> Good wor words 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 of, of wisdom. Don't quit yeah. your job without a follow up. Huh? No, I mean with, <laughs> with what's going on now, those are particularly relevant, right? That's what I think. I. Yeah. I I'm very conservative about employment. I think if you've got a good job, hang on and try to progress in the in the business you're in. But. No, that's that's great. So, um, in in light of everything going on uh, circumstantially, what's a, kind of a word of encouragement maybe to the citizenry here in Salem, uh, certainly and beyond, what, what's kind of a perspective to tuck away that you carry with you to help you, you know, uh, forge ahead with, uh, with what's going on COVID-wise? Well, I, yeah, with, with COVID, uh, I, I believe uh, within a year we'll have a very clear handle on, on how to prevented much like the flu vaccine. The hope, the hope that I have is that more than 50% of the people will go get the vaccine when it becomes available because that mm -hmm. seems to be the, the standard with the flu vaccine. I, I tend to be very cautious about the, these health related issues. Um, 
I, I think the way to look at what's going on right now is uh, there's a lot of very passionate discussion going on. There is not a lot of really good answers being associated with the passion and the desire to do things wildly different than we are. Uh, and so I tend to want to go slowly through these issues. Um, I've had people send me notes about the police department that are like, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I don't want to live in the jungle is kind of my reaction. I mean, it's sort of defund the police, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, and I think we'll move, I think we will move through this. I think we'll come out the other end with a better understanding of ourselves, uh, of our own relationships among ourselves. Um, and I think uh, perhaps some more efficient ways of doing some of the services we've demanded of like the police department. Uh, the other is I really hope folks will and, and I know this feeling, I don't like wearing masks. I, I'm not into that, as you can see, I didn't wear my mask this morning. Mm -hmm. This interview, I wore it into the building though. Uh, that people will cooperate. I, I don't think folks fully understand how for people my age and older, with health related issues or not, this is genuinely uh, a frightening moment for a lot of folks. Uh, their health is not fabulous. Uh, and seeing people walking around potentially exposing them to uh, what is certainly portrayed in the news as, and I believe is true, is a life-threatening disease, I think really requires us all to be sensitive to each other. And uh, I don't drive 100 miles an hour through school zones. Uh, I wear a seat belt because I'd like to live through the crash that I know will happen when that other guy hits me. Mm -hmm. And I'll wear a mask to protect myself and my neighbors. And I hope people will cooperate with that. I, I understand the frustration. I understand the question of rights and all of that. Mm -hmm. Just think of your neighbor and, and their comfort. Uh, you know, it's a sort of do unto others. Uh, I think is, is really one of the things you have to kind of keep in mind. Great, great advice. Uh, and wrapping up, if there's somebody listening uh, to today's uh, podcast, Chuck, and would like to find out maybe how they can be more involved here in town, yeah. uh, where would you advise them to go? Like if they want to volunteer time or energies to help with some of the things that you've mentioned, or even, you know, pitch in with some stuff regarding the homeless population situation, but where, where would people go if they want to find out more about how they can help and be that good citizen here in Salem? They can visit the city's website. It's the uh, city of Salem, one word.net. Uh, look under boards and commissions or volunteer opportunities, or uh, they can just call my office and talk with my assistant, Linda Rose, at 503-588-6255. That's the mayor manager's office. And be glad to hook you up with volunteer opportunities. Uh, try to talk you into going on one of our boards or commissions and and if you're uh, really, really motivated to 
spends a lot of extra uh, free time. Uh, we'll try to talk you into looking at the city council or the mayor's race next time. See if you're interested. Thank you again for listening. If you missed the podcast, don't worry. We have show notes, links, and resources available at GameTimeAdjustments.com. Until next time, remember that no matter the challenges you face in life, with the proper timely adjustment, you can not only redefine success, but you can ultimately win all throughout life. On behalf of all of us here at Game Time Adjustments, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back again with you very soon.